A house is made of wood and stone, but only love can make a home. Welcome to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, helping you make your home into one you'll love even more. Here are your hosts, Dan Hansen and Betsy Thompson. Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning, Betsy. Good morning, Dan. Yes, you are still calling in from afar. I am, and I would just like to preface this entire show by saying if you randomly hear a dog barking, it is because my dog has had some sleep issues where she just randomly wakes up from a nap Uh and she's barking because she's (laughs) dreaming about something. (laughs) Just before we started this, all of a sudden there's like, barking and I'm going what is happening you're just sleeping and it's just she's dreaming about something so if there's random barking you know, <laughs> please ignore it <laughs> you know I have had well I've had situations like that and I, I'm sure a lot of people have where you wake up from a dream where you had an argument with somebody in the dream oh. mm-hmm. and then you wake up and you are really really mad at that person still <laughs> even though they have no yep. idea <laughs> oh and that's yep. hard to get over yeah, because in it my is. dream, they really, you know, they treated me poorly. And it's hard uh-huh. for me to just forget that that wasn't the real them. Yeah, well, she apparently thinks that something is yes. real and it's really not. So yeah, well, that's the warning. <laughs> OK, that's good to know. And I'm kind of glad that you're way over there in Kalamazoo while we're doing this because of something that I did this weekend that was profoundly stupid. And you know a little bit about it, but I want to talk about it briefly because it was just so dumb. So Sunday morning, I'm getting ready for church, you know, on the video screen. We're going to watch church. Because it's so important that you like, you know, get crimped and ready. (laughs) So I'm getting all cleaned up and I look in the mirror after shaving and I notice some stray old man eyebrows. And I thought, I'm going to trim those back just a second here. So I skimmed through the medicine cabinet cabinet looking for a scissors and I did not find one. Right. Do you know what I decided to use instead? I'm going to just tell you, we have a little electric hair clipper, you know, Mm -hmm. one of those little things, you know what I'm talking about? I thought I'm going to zip over my eyebrows and I am going to look like a GQ model when I'm done. And do you know what happened? My (laughs) hand twitched and I shaved off half of my eyebrow. Literally, down to the skin, half of it. (laughs) It is horrible. And this is the second time that has happened. For those who don't know, this is the second time in two years that this has happened. (laughs) Well, the other time was with a hand razor. Yes, I just need to get a scissors in there and put a little string on it so it's always there for my eyebrow trimming. <laughs> but do yeah, you know what that or feels perhaps like? just, you know, forget it or let someone else do it for yeah, you. Perhaps. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know I like to do things myself. I'm a DIYer. And yeah. do you know what it feels like, though, to see all that hair laying on the sink on the counter and realize, well, that's not going back on. Uh-huh. I'm just glad that there's nobody around. And yet the other day I stopped in and then somebody saw me and instantly does a big, long double take. And then they start laughing hysterically. <laughs> so it is terrible. You're lucky I'm not there. I know I you'd be making say. fun of it. But well, all right. I just wanted uh-huh. to share that because that was my it was my one fun quarantine story. <laughs> <laughs> 
What are we uh-huh. doing today? Uh, we are going to talk with Jen and Amanda from Stockton Mortgage about a really cool kind of loan that they can do that is something I've never heard of before. And I think a lot of people out there probably haven't. Yeah, it's for a number of situations, but one of them was if you're buying a house and it needs to mm-hmm. be fixed up, how do you get the money to do that? And they've actually got a loan that will look ahead towards your future equity on the home. So it's very right. interesting. It was recorded. Oh, man, a couple weeks ago. Before we all had to stay. Yeah. So it's all crystal clear studio quality sound. So that's coming up at the end of the show. We're also going to be talking about a couple of deck questions that we've run into Mm -hmm. with folks staying at home. They're digging into, you know, a lot of home projects and running into some questions. And we thought we'd answer some of the most common ones. Right. And you know what? A lot of people sitting at home right now are trying to figure out what projects they can do while they're at home with whatever supplies they have. Mm -hmm. And I know this because we answer questions on our website about all kinds of things like that. But It really hits home when my aunt, just before we did this interview, texts me and says, so I'm sitting at home and I want to get ready to paint my kitchen cabinets when all of this is over. How do I get ready and clean them and prep them? That came through right now? (laughs) Yeah, just before this interview. Like, literally seconds before. And I thought, wow, you have impeccable timing. Yeah, because our first little thing that we wanted to talk about is if you're planning a kitchen cabinet repaint... You know, when we can you know, get things moving again, a lot of people are sitting there thinking, well, shoot, you know, what do I do now? Well, the right. thing is, you can get the prep work out of the way. Right. And, prep- and that's exactly what she was thinking. And she said, you know, I can't go out and get stuff. So are there things that I can use that I have at home? that can take care of this, that I can work on it right now so that then it's ready for paint when I can get out and get some paint. Right. And there are. And so you want to jump into some of those things. So if that's you, you know, we've got a number of little projects that we're going to walk through, but kitchen cabinets, let's say you want to repaint that and you want to get them cleaned up and ready to go now. You Mm -hmm. know, It's so important to do that cleaning on those kitchen cabinets because they get so dirty from cooking oils and body oils just from handling, you know, everything in the kitchen that goes on. You've got to get that cleaned off. You know, we were at the home show. Oh, man, way back. It feels like four years ago, but it was really just three weeks ago when life wasn't quite so crazy. And remember, Betsy, we talked to so many people, not so many, I would say a handful, three or four but it was so depressing because they came with the question about, okay, my cabinets are peeling. I, I remember one person had them professionally painted and they were peeling, you know, a year mm-hmm. later. And I asked, what are they peeling down to? You know, trying to figure out what's going on. And they're all peeling down to, you know, the stain and varnish, the varnish that's on the right. doors before the paint was put on. And what it all boils down to is poor prep. You know, even right. even that professional contractor, whoever she hired didn't do the right prep work and when that happens the foundation is bad and mm-hmm. fixing that is so hard down the road it's it's not well, I don't I everything is doable but it's certainly not something you want to do so you want to get it done right so let's talk about how to clean them right off the bat if you don't have the the right supplies or, or the supplies we'd normally recommend right at home Right. The thing I always tell people is if you can't or don't want to go out and buy cleaning supplies for this, Dawn dish soap and hot water 
is the best thing that you can do. The Dawn is a natural degreaser. You know, we use it on our dishes all the time. We so use it on it, the animals that were trapped in, the, was it the Exxon Valdez, whatever that? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't yeah, they wash exactly. all the ducks with They used Dawn? it to get all the oil off of yeah. all those poor little ducks and everything. So, yeah, it's great for that. So some Dawn dish soap, hot water, and a green scotch bright scrubby of some sort. You know, even if you have to rip it off the back of a sponge, um, do that and scrub down those cabinets and really pay attention to all of the little corners, especially if you have inset panels. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're really getting really well in those corners because that's where if you're going to have a little bit of failure and you kind of miss a spot cleaning, that's nine times out of 10 where you're going to have that happen. Right. So really, really wash them down and then rinse them really well. You know, clean water and a rag. Make sure you get all of that dish soap off. You don't want it to have any kind of a residue or anything left behind. Really, really wash them. And then you could scuff sand them if you've got the right sandpaper at home. Some of us do. And mm-hmm. you'd want a 180 grit or to a 220 grit, you know, right in that range right. to do your scuff sanding. It's a light scuff sanding. If you happen to go through your drawer and you've got 120 grit sitting there or 150 grit, we'd probably say hold off till you can get the right yeah. paper because you can actually put visible scratches in your finish that will show mm-hmm. through your finish paint. So right. using the wrong grit sandpaper just because you have it could be something that you'd want to be very, very careful about. Yeah, for sure. So another thing that you could do while you're working in the kitchen like that is take the time to organize all the shelves and all the cupboards and everything like that. Get that all ready to go before you move on. And once that's all set, when the order lifts and we can actually do some stuff again, you're ready to jump in with your primer coat and move on to the finish and and get that whole project wrapped up. Right. Another great project that's along the lines of cleaning and washing things is walls, baseboards, trim, things like that. You might be thinking that when all of this is over, you're going to paint your walls. And now is a great time to get everything prepped, get all those cobwebs down. It's kind of like a you know, multi-faceted thing because you're kind of doing some spring cleaning mm-hmm. while you're stuck at home, but you're also prepping for paint. And I mean, it's more bang for your buck than you think. Right. Wash the walls down again. Dawn dish soap, you know, a mild mixture of that would be fine. Yep. Get everything clean. Get the cobwebs down, you know, to pull out the nails if you're going to be rolling. A lot of people leave mm-hmm. those and then you end up finding them later as you're rolling around, you know, rolling the walls banging into them get them out now fill the nail holes if you know a lot of us have spackle sitting in the basement you know get that out fill the nail holes that you can let it dry you've got time now see the problem with prep work the reason people hate it is because it's just it's it feels like a bump in the road to the project that we really want to get to you know we see the the big difference in our home when we roll the color on the walls And so filling nail holes and letting the spackling dry and washing cobwebs off is boring. And it feels like, you know, we're not getting to, you know, the project the way we want to get to it. Now we have time and now we can let it dry. We can work our way through these projects so that when we finally can do the work, everything is ready to go. Tackle your garage, you know, get that cleaned and organized. Mm -hmm. One quick thing there is if you've got the walls ready for paint, if you've got interior paint in the house, that can be used on your garage. A lot of people think that you need to use an exterior product. You don't. We would recommend right. an interior paint for the inside of your garage. If you've got the right finish, like a satin sheen, something like that, and you've got it in the basement, go for it. 
Yeah, absolutely. The only thing I will advise people maybe not to do right this current moment is taping everything off before you paint, you know, whether it be your cabinets or your baseboard trim, things like that. You don't want that tape just sitting on there. And since we don't know how soon we can all get out and get the supplies we need to finish these projects, probably not the best idea to go ahead and tape everything right now. Wait until you're ready to start the project. Right. You can have a lot of residue that's very very hard to get off yeah. down the road. Been there, done that. Long time ago, <laughs> thought I was saving time. Mm-hmm. I really made the project a lot worse. Anyway, yeah. there are a lot of different things that you could do. You know, we don't have time. That's that's about all we've got to go through these. By all means, head to RepcoLite.com and shoot us a, a chat. We've got this chat box that we man from the time we open normally <laughs> until <laughs> 6 o'clock at night. Right. And on Saturday as well. So you can talk with us, get your questions answered that way. And also check out RepcoLite.com because we are now selling gift cards for 15% off. So if you do want to save some money on that project that's coming up, you can go online, buy a gift card. They're 15% off. So you'll save that money right off the bat and then use the card when everything gets maybe not exactly back to normal, but on the path to normal. You can use those cards at any RepcoLite or Port City Paint store. So you can find those online at RepcoLite.com. Right. Now, coming up after the break, we're going to talk about some common questions that we've been getting while people are stuck inside and contemplating what to do next. That's after a quick break. Stay tuned. Helping you turn your house into your dream home. This is the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, presented by Benjamin Moore on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. And we're back. Another quarantine episode of the Repco Light Home Improvement <laughs> Show. I'm Dan Hansen. I'm Betsy Thompson. Wow, that is uh, quite the starter there. Yeah. You know, lots of lots of quarantine stuff on the internet now. Lots of people who yeah. are you know, sending videos all over the place. It's it's a whole new world out there. Yeah. And, you know, that's gotten a lot of people. The quarantine thing has gotten a lot of people thinking about all these things that they want to do when they can leave their homes again. And so we've been getting a fair amount of questions and we've had a lot of people asking about decks, you know, staining their decks. They're thinking that that season is coming. It's, you know, eventually going to get warmer and stay warmer. And so that's kind of, you know, where everyone's minds are going, I think. Well, we can see the um, we have that chat function on the website and we see visitors and we see where they're going, you know, and what pages. And, yeah, they're all over the decks. That is the hot topic. And I think it's because we've had some decent weather. Yeah. You know, it's a little deceptive. And so, yeah, we're home. We're stuck. Let's get the deck fixed up and ready to go. But first off. You know, one of the things that we want to head off is that it is a little early and you're, it is a little problematic, you know, because if you're going to get the deck cleaned in the middle of the summer or in the spring, let's say, when mm-hmm. everything really turns and the weather's great, normally what we would say is if you introduce a lot of water and chemical cleaners to your deck, which is how a lot of the systems work, you got to let it dry three to four good drying days. That's always the phrase that we use And that's in the season. Mm -hmm. We're not quite in the season yet. The weather isn't hot. We, you know, even a dry day now isn't necessarily what we'd consider a good drying day. Right. So everybody needs to understand that cleaning a deck now and introducing all that moisture 
it's not going to be a week from now that it's ready to go for a deck coating. And if you push it, you're going to run into problems potentially. Right. You know, I got a really interesting question from somebody the other day that I want to get to because we don't have a ton of time in this segment. So I want to be sure I squeeze this in. Yes. Somebody was asking about colors for their deck because we've actually had a fair number of people asking, you know, what colors are available? What would you recommend putting on it? And this person has a new deck and they sent pictures of the outside of their house. This deck or porch is on the front of the house. And they were asking about potentially staining it white. And I looked at the giant porch and I said, you might get blinded if you <laughs> make it all completely white. There's, You have to think about everything as a whole, not just you know, oh, this is going to look really great and it's going to be bright and it's going to look good. You really have to think through exactly what's going to happen when the sun is pounding down on that. You also need to think about what it's going to look like, you know, from the road, from a distance, because Mm -hmm. the house was a dark gray and there was some white trim. So I understand where they were coming from with the whole let's make the deck white thing. But that is a huge portion of white in front of that house. Well, I've been on a deck that was white, and yes, it is utterly blinding. Yeah, the sun comes out, and you better be wearing some shades, because it's like looking out when it's snowy, and it's really sunny, and everyone's walking around in sunglasses. It's the same idea. Yeah, we always crab (laughs) about... That's what's going to happen. We always crab about the gray weather when, you know, winter hits, but actually, when we get those really sunny days, they're nice, but they really... It it stinks when you're driving, because it can be so bright, and You don't want that all summer long on your deck. So maybe there's a silver lining. I mean, there are plenty of silver linings, I guess, if that's what you'd call it, to this whole thing that we're living through right now. But one of the little ones is it's going to make people take the time to actually think through some of these color decisions. And sometimes we just rush in when the weather's great or when we can actually get out and buy product. We just have an idea. We head to the store and... Sometimes we regret our decisions profoundly. At least we can take time now, right, Betsy? There's there's something right. positive. Look at me. I'm not normally that person. I'm normally the <laughs> pessimist. I'm finding positives. That is true. And you know what? We ended up coming up with a great plan. They're really excited for when they can get outside and get that deck stained. And they're going to love it when it's all done. And it won't be white, so they won't need to wear shades all summer. Well, and that's a great point. Get online if you have questions. We can work you through color questions. We can actually even do color consultations of some sort. And we can work that out online. Head to the RepcoLite.com homepage and check out the chat function and get your questions answered that way, even if you can't get out to the store. Right. Now, when we come back, we're going to be in the studio in the past talking with Jen and Amanda from Stockton Mortgage about renovation loans. It's interesting, and you probably don't know all the ins and outs. You'll get all that information just ahead. Stay tuned. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. And we're back. And just for the sake of clarity, I want to let you know that this next segment was recorded several weeks ago. So if we say anything in here that's no longer currently happening with the way things are, that's what's going on. Well, Betsy, mm-hmm. let's talk about something that we've never 
even come close to talking about. Yeah, that Money is true. Money and loans and mortgages. mortgages. Uh-huh. Yeah, we're in waters way deeper than us. Oh, yeah. Right? Well, we've talked about buying and selling houses before. And, and spending money. Yes. And we can talk about that all day long. Home. <laughs> yes, yes, we can. Um, we ran across this at the Remodeling a New Home Show. Mm-hmm. Our booth was actually right across from this other booth. And they had something called a renovation mortgage, which was really intriguing because we'd never heard of it before. Right. We met Amanda Lehman and Jen Aldrink from Stockton Mortgage in Grand Rapids. And we brought both of you here to talk about this this particular item. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having us. It's We're a pleasure. Excited. Happy to be here. Now, mm-hmm. I want to just say right off the bat yes. that... I'm not doing well speaking today. I'm yes. slurring words, and uh-huh. I'm, I'm saying things the wrong way. Maybe, wait, back up now. We could renovate that. Right? <laughs> no, this is... <laughs> well, I think that's funny because, Amanda, you mentioned just before, as you were watching me struggle to get this interview going, you mentioned that you had a similar issue yesterday. I did. Yeah, and yeah. what did you say? You said goodbye to a realtor. Oh, my goodness. So we're <laughs> going to say this out loud, but I did. I said, I went to give her a hug, and I said, let me give you a kiss. <laughs> and, and then, uh, yeah. So, uh, Isn't thank- that crazy? I felt so awkward, but thank goodness she did call me back, so I know that everything's okay, and then other random words came into play. I don't know. But oh. it's all good. It, it was just a small patch. It happens It's sometimes. funny, though. I've done that before with um, praying at a meal. I mean, the kids still talk about this one where I just said goodbye to God. You know, it was <laughs> done, goodbye. And the kids all laughed. I thought that didn't sound right. Oh, goodness. So yeah. you do that a lot, though. No, or you mix it's, words it's together. It's not surprising when the wrong I word. do it. Well, it's that is fun true. when somebody else does it and I realize oh, I'm so not alone. Oh, so you don't feel alone. Anyway, Amanda, you're the branch manager. Yeah. And Jen, you're the loan officer. Yes. And For Stockton Mortgage. Stockton in Mortgage Grand in Grand Rapids. Let's dig into this renovation mortgage thing, because when you first mentioned it to us in in some of the downtime at the home show, instantly I realized this was something I had never heard Mm -hmm. of. It wasn't what I thought it was. So I guess let's just walk through to our our listeners. What makes it different? All right. Here's the gist of it. Mm -hmm. So it allows you to buy a house and to fix it up with one monthly payment. You pick the contractor and we finance the improvement costs, okay? So we offer loans that fit almost any buyer and property in any condition. And you can update, remodel, or repair almost anything using the home remodel loan. So, so how, Oh, go ahead. So this means if you are looking at buying a home, because a lot of people do this. They buy a home and they say, I want to fix it up, but I don't have the money to do that. So it's just going to have to wait five years when I finally have some extra cash that's what this is about. You literally hit the nail on the head, pun intended. <laughs> I love it. That's, <laughs> That's great. So, yes. So a lot of people struggle simply to come up with a down payment to purchase the home out, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And so what we do is we offer the ability to finance off your future equity of that home with the after improvement value. So the oh. home appraisal will come in with the contractor bids mm-hmm. and he will do a value assessment based upon the home after the improvements have been made. And then we will then lend that home buyer the loan so that they can cover the acquisition of the home. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to buy my house and I'm also going to finance the money I need to fix this house up in one closing. That's right. When they buy the home, they close on the loan to accomplish those two goals. And it's based on equity that's going to be there. Yes. Not on, it's not a home equity loan. 
based on something that we've established or created by paying off, right? That's right. I think the magic words here are that we finance future equity. Mm. We finance future equity, which is huge. Mm -hmm. So picture this. Uh, We've all heard of FHA loans, conventional, Mm -hmm. VA, Mm -hmm. and let's Let's talk about what renovation is. So a renovation mortgage is an FHA loan with 3.5% down. A renovation mortgage is a conventional loan with 3% down. It is a VA loan that is zero down. It is a rural development loan with zero down. And people just, they're not aware that they can use this renovation loan and that it's part of their existing loan that they've already been approved for. All right. And so this is the great opportunity that that we have right now to share this with the community. And it allows you to finance all different types of properties. So Mm -hmm. single family, manufactured, investment homes. So you can use it on investment properties. You can free up your own cash in your pocket instead of putting it all into the repairs. Save Mm -hmm. it. Put the minimum down of 20 percent and finance in the repairs you want to do. We do mixed-use properties, so part of it could be commercial. Um, Second homes, one to four units. I mean, you can use renovation on purchases and refinances. So when I – and this is probably really stupid, but there's a handful of people out there who maybe don't know. But when I take out a loan – so I'm buying a house, let's say, and I I know what I can request for the loan based on the value, based on the selling price, all of those things. I can't ask for more so that I've got extra money – to do any repair work. Am I right? In a normal mortgage. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because I had wanted to do that mm-hmm. when I bought, I think right. it was the first house. And then again, the second one, because I didn't remember that I couldn't do that. But that mm-hmm. was my plan. That was how I was going to get the money to fix up and you know get it to yeah. the point where it was what we needed. But that wasn't available. That's where this comes in, right? Absolutely. I'm getting my mortgage loan and this Extra money for the renovation, all in one. All in one. Yep. So, for example, let's say that you've been approved for $250,000. Okay. So, what happens is, is the realtor uh, that you're working with will put you on a property search and you Mm -hmm. go out looking at $250,000 houses. Okay. Um, What we're coming into with the low inventory and the old housing stock that we have Mm -hmm. in our market right now is that when we're looking at these properties that are far and few between, um, they don't they don't work out for people for a number right. of reasons. Uh, they may be in the perfect school district, the great neighborhood, but it's it, they need updates, mm-hmm. okay? And people do not have the money to update them. Well, because the prices of the houses are so high yeah. right now. To get to that point, that's where all my, all my money goes, just to get a house. That's right. And then there's nothing left over to renovate. Right. So then they end up having to settle mm-hmm. or they just wait. So this actually helps people by being able to um, take a step back. So when they meet with us and we first discover they have what we like to call the renovation appetite, mm-hmm. we sit down with them and we find out first, what are you comfortable paying a month? What is the max amount? And we take that back and we say, okay, so if you're approved up to 250000 we want to create a budget for the renovation. So how about we look at houses around one hundred and seventy-five? Mm-hmm. And they know going into this that they're going to be okay with an outdated kitchen. They're going to be okay even looking at two bedrooms, even though they right. need a third because they can finish that basement using the renovation loan. Mm-hmm. They can add an addition. So Jen, can you talk about some of the... Repairs we can actually do with a renovation loan. Absolutely. We can do painting, lead-based paint and mold abatements, Mm. kitchen and baths, 
plumbing and electrical, roofs and windows, flooring. You can repair a foundation, install a heating system, put on an addition, and also well and septic systems. Garages. Oh, everybody oh, likes to more. have a fully functional septic system. <laughs> that yeah, is that a is good thing to have. Well, yeah. I've heard the horror <laughs> stories of people who, you know, buy Don't. a house. Well, and the septic system is like questionable when they buy the house. And oh. I've heard the horror stories of then they buy it and yeah. all of a sudden there's a huge problem. So I think a septic and I think of butt and the reason i say this is because this is called the butts loan actually because people go into a house and they say oh wow i love it but oh the yeah. kitchen's outdated uh-huh. but it's just not big enough mm-hmm. or but i just don't like the way that it's configured if i could just change that uh-huh yeah yeah so the butt loan i like that i like this whole interview but <laughs> We are running out of time on this segment. Can you guys hang with us over the break? Sure thing. All right. We'll pick this up on the other side with Jen and Amanda from Stockton Mortgage in Grand Rapids in just a minute. Stay tuned. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 106.9 FM. And we're back. And just for the sake of clarity, I want to let you know that this next segment was recorded several weeks ago. So if we say anything in here that's no longer currently happening with the way things are, that's what's going on. And we're back. Yes. I think it's hilarious that we ended the last segment talking about the butt loan. <laughs> Which it was very funny. springboarded from a talk about septic tanks. Yeah, and that's fantastic. The best part of all, it wasn't me who made the connection. Amanda, yeah, I really appreciate that. That's a that's little right. bit crazy. Yeah, we're in the studio with Jen Aldrink and Amanda Lehman from Stockton Mortgage in Grand Rapids, mm-hmm. talking about something called the renovation mortgage. Yeah. And if you missed that first segment and you're in the market for a house... Selling a house, anything to do with a house, you're going to want to hang out for the rest of this one and then go back and catch the first half. Yeah, for sure. So, Jen and Amanda, before we move on to important pressing issues, we have Mm -hmm. something even more important and pressing because in the break, you mentioned that your children needed a shout out. That's right. That's right. So, why don't you take care of that a minute? Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Well, I just want to say hi to uh, my three children who are uh, Tanner, Brielle, and Caleb. They told me that if I did that, they could go to school and say they were on the radio. There you go. Oh, well, in roundabout way, yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And now celebrities. Right. We're going to put Greenville and Door on the map. So my shout out goes to my kiddos, Destiny, Eli, Isaac, Judah, and Micah. Hey, guys. Wow. Five kids. I've got five kids. Yeah. My kids get shouted out all the time. Well, they get shouted at a lot. <laughs> well, they get talked about and made fun of him on yeah, the show a little I know, bit. I know. All yes. right. Let's get uh-huh. back to this renovation mortgage thing. Now, we talked about how you can be approved for, like, I think the example was a $275,000 loan. And you mentioned that one of the issues that can happen is that we look for a house that's two hundred and seventy-five. dollars and then there's no money left for a renovation. You're not talking about a loan that you would offer that would allow them to get that $275,000 house plus extra money for the renovation, correct? That's correct. You're going to help us see the picture a little more clearly and maybe budget for a $175,000 home with the money for the renovation. 
That's Do I right. understand it correctly? Absolutely. And then their down payment is based on the total amount. So visualize two buckets. We have one bucket where you purchase the house with the sale price for $175,000, let us say. And then now you're going to do, um, let's say, $75,000 in renovation. Okay. So that's in a separate bucket. It is one mortgage at the closing table. We give the seller their hundred and seventy-five thousand that we agreed to buy mm-hmm. the house, and then we hold on to that seventy-five thousand for the renovations that okay. we then later disperse and draw, similar to a construction loan after it's closed to the contractors. Now your down payment is bucket A plus bucket B. Okay, okay. so if you are getting an FHA loan and you're approved for three and a half percent down, your three and a half percent down would be on. 250000 the renovation mm-hmm. plus the sales price. It is all one loan. Gotcha. Once we have you approved and we have established what your renovation budget is, um, you go out there and, and you and your realtor, you find the home. Okay. You have an accepted offer. And the next step is, is for us to have the contractor go out to the property and provide a bid. We then give that bid to the appraiser. All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the interesting part here is that the appraisal is subject to the work being completed. OK, so they are actually giving us after improved value. They're looking at that with their imagination and saying, OK, I see that you're going to add the extra square footage or I see that you're going to have this updated kitchen or you're um, putting uh, new windows, a new roof in, uh, whatever it is that we're going to be doing because mm-hmm. we we draw that picture for them. Right. right. Um, and then they go out in the market and they look for properties that are similar to what we are going to make this one in the end. And then they provide the appraisal to us. So the beautiful part about this is no one's spending any money until we know and we're certain that it does appraise and that you're going to get your money's worth out of this project. And no work happens until after you close on the loan. So once the appraisal comes back, it's treated like a standard loan process where it goes through processing. Mm -hmm. It goes into underwriting. We close. After close is where the work begins. At that point... We have up to six months, and we work with a contractor to finish the project. Okay, so how long does that process take? If I'm looking at a house, and I like this house, it's in the price range. You know, we brought the price down. I'm thinking 170, let's say. Okay. And it needs the work, but I'm probably going to be all right. I want to make an offer on that house. I mean, I, I guess I would be confused and wondering about how this would work for me. Am, is is it going to work? Am I? How do I do that in a timely manner and still be able to move on the house? Yeah, because quick it enough? seems like bids come in really yeah, offers quickly. Offers on a house. And, yeah, and so how do you make sure that you know you're ahead of the game? And- That's a great question. So setting the expectations up front is super important. So these loans typically take, on average, about fifty days to close. And the reason they take a few weeks longer because our average loan does close in about twenty-one days. But the reason they take a little bit longer is because we have the contractor process mm-hmm. of going out and making sure that we understand exactly what we're going to do with the house and getting the appraisal done. So we ask that the buyer choose whatever contractor they want. Now, we Mm -hmm. have a list of validated contractors that are familiar with our program. They're welcome to choose one of those, but they can pick anyone they want. So they typically have that ready. And then we start that process with the contractor. So once they have the accepted offer, we have 55 days typically to get everything done, and that's plenty of time. So the first week they go out and they get the bid, and then we 
receive that information, we order the appraisal, and it really just goes hand in hand like any other loan process from there. Okay. So if I'm looking at a house or I'm in getting into the process of looking for a house, let's say, do I start with you guys? I mean, yes. is that the way to go? I Absolutely. start with you, figure out what price range, what kind of money I'm, you know, Always budgeted start for, with us. what, what I'm yep. approved for. Right. Yep. That's right. Then I can make an offer based on that, yep. knowing that I can make the renovations most likely necessary. Then if the offer is accepted, now we push the loan through the rest of the way. That's right. That's how it works? Yes, and it touches on a group of um, sellers where they feel stuck. Mm -hmm. So their home isn't selling. It's been sitting on the market because it needs work. So we open up opportunity. And what we do is, as Amanda mentioned, we set the expectations up front with all parties involved. Mm -hmm. So we would be sharing this information with the listing agent and we would be educating them on our timeframes. They would then share that with the seller of the home. And if we are all on the same page in the beginning, it really is seamless Mm -hmm. and offers a great benefit to everybody involved. What about for some of our DIYers out there who would look at this and go, I don't want, you know, maybe a contractor has to come in and do electrical and plumbing and things like that, but I want to do the rest of this work myself. Is that acceptable or do they have to have a contractor do all of the work? Great question. We do require a contractor, a validated contractor to do all the work. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And the beautiful part about this renovation loan is that we are creating our own housing stock by using the renovation financing. Is this loan available everywhere? So this loan is available to banks who participate with it. And here's what separates us from the rest is that we are great at it. We have an entire renovation department that acts as a concierge service and holds everyone's hands all the way through the process. As you can tell, there's a lot of moving parts in this loan. Mm-hmm. It's important that you're working with experts in it. And so we are the renovation expert. All right. Stockton Mortgage in Grand Rapids. Mm-hmm. Amanda Lehman, Jen Aldrink. Why don't you give our listeners the contact information they need if they want more information about this? Okay. You start? Sure thing. Jen Aldering here. Just call me or text me 616-218-7510. Amanda Lehman here. And you can call or text me as well at 616-835-2693. Jen and Amanda, thanks so much for being here. Our pleasure. Thanks for having us. And there you go, Betsy. That's it. It is. Quarantine episode number two in the books. (laughs) If you want to catch it again, you can find it online at repcolite.com. And while you're there, don't forget to check out that chat function that we keep talking about because it's really cool. And also check out our gift cards that we're selling there. Again, you can get it for 15% off. You can check it all out at repcolite.com. And that way, when we can finally start doing stuff again, you're going to be able to do it and have saved money along the way. Exactly. And as we wrap up the show, I just want to give a big shout out to Stormy Cromer. You've heard me talk about them in the past. They're really cool hats. They're a company in the UP. And I just found out that they have shut down their production of their hats and they have gone to making face masks and hospital gowns and booties and all of that stuff for all of our emergency workers, health workers out there. And I just that is so awesome to me that that's what they're choosing to do now, helping our communities. It's absolutely fantastic. It's fun to see how everybody has done that. Everybody's chipped in in whatever way they can. We have other people have. You just got to do what you can do to help everybody get through. Exactly. I'm Dan Hansen. 
And I'm Betsy Thompson. Remember, if you're about to lose your DIY sanity, we can help you fix that crazy. And as we all sit at home staring in the faces of the people we once cared very deeply about, and now we're questioning those choices, we can help you divert your energy to projects that you can tackle around the house right now. And there goes Betsy's dog. (laughs) There's the dog. (laughs) Thanks for listening. to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 106.9 FM. Well, last week we talked with Sue Prins and Ginger Herman from Sue Prins Group Five Star Real Estate Leaders and talked about the shelter at home directive and how that was affecting the real estate market. And as is always the case with radio, the minute you get done with something, you think it through and you think about what you said and you remember five other things you wanted to say. Well, That's the way it always goes. Yeah, Sue <laughs> called us later that night and said, oh, there were a couple of things I really wanted to stress. And they were such good points that we decided we'd get her back on for a quick segment here. So, Sue, thanks for joining us one more time. You bet. That's just my ADD brain. That's what it is. <laughs> no, <laughs> That's I know. okay. We get it, too. <laughs> you made all your notes, and then you said that you didn't want to reference them because it sounds like you're reading, and then you, you missed the thing you made a big note about. So yep, you, get, you get a second try here, and it was really good information. So why don't you just run with okay. it? Yeah. You know, um, I've been hearing some fears and concerns out of folks when they hear the word recession mm-hmm. in the media. And I'm going to step out on a limb here and uh, say that probably most of your listeners will have lived through that 2008 recession. And they remember what it was like, Mm -hmm. especially in the housing market, the market, the housing market tanked. Right. Property values dropped quickly and dramatically. And I mean, it seemed like overnight. Yeah. So uh, when people hear the word recession, their minds are going back to that time that they've lived through. So I just want to reassure people that our market is far different. It's vastly different than that market in 2008 in that what happened was very much internally driven. There were things going on that should not have happened, poor lending practices. If you could fog a mirror, you could get a loan. Appraisals were inflated for both new loans but also for second mortgages, which Mm -hmm. people were taking out second mortgages with inflated appraisals. And then suddenly our market drops during a time, mind you, that the inventory was much uh, higher than it is now. Mm -hmm. And so it was more of a buyer's market than a seller's market. So when the recession hit, people were stuck with mortgages that they could no longer pay off. Remember, they were inflated values. And that's not what you're seeing right now? No. Um, Obviously, we are in a seller's market, as we talked about last week. Still, Mm -hmm. we are. Still, we are in seller's market because there is low inventory. So that's different than the last time around in 2008. So, yes, we are, you know, we are seeing multiple offers and some inflated, you know, based on multiple offers, some inflated prices. But now we have appraisers who are um, uh, who are under our government doing practice differently. Now they are under more scrutiny to make sure those values are there. And sometimes people do buy above the 
the appraised value. That's mm-hmm. their decision right. Um, right. to do that, you know. But again, it's just it's it's a totally different market because of all of those things together. A lot of what's driving this is an outside force now. It's not something internal, like you said before, exactly. you know, where it was a problem. It's, it's an external force that's going to go away probably as quickly as it came we're going to we're going to see it go away. I think even if the governor's executive order um, of, you know, the stay at home does change in April, whatever date it is, what is it, April 13? I believe so right I now. Think so, yeah. Yeah. If even when that changes, we're going to notice uh, a difference in our housing market because buyers will be back out there walking through homes. That's the difference right now. Remember, we talked last week, buyers buyers are, are no longer encouraged to walk through homes. Even us realtors are not allowed to walk mm-hmm. uh, buyers through a home. We can't walk right. into a home to list a home. And so after that order is lifted, then we're going to go back to that Obviously, it's going to be different. We'll probably still be wearing the gloves and the booties and whatever, but people will will be able to go back into homes and feel more comfortable buying. And remember, again, we said people can still buy today. People can still list homes. We mentioned that over 40 homes just in that 24 hours after the governor placed that um, executive order, 40 homes were listed over 20 or over 40 homes were listed and over 20 homes went pending. And that's the, that's just from the greater Grand Rapids area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, that was a huge, right. a huge numbers to look at and go, hey, you know, pe- people aren't as right. fearful about buying because they have some of them have to buy. Right. You right. know, they're, they're moving here. We talked about from out of state and, and what have you and have to move their family, settle their families in or they've already, say, built a home or bought a home. They can't afford two mortgage mortgages. So. They have to, you know, make this move. Mm-hmm. So it's still happening now. It's, I believe, it's going to. Uh, we're we're just going to jump right in after the order is lifted to almost business as usual, with those exceptions that we talked about. Hey Sue, I didn't get to ask last time. People who are like at the end, ready to close on house, ready to move in, are they having to wait now? until this order is lifted or can they move into the new house now? So remember we talked about there's there's some things that have been changing. Um, you know, things weren't clearly spelled out from our governor as far as what's allowed and what isn't allowed. Obviously, mm-hmm. that's a big task for her. I get that. But right. that was one thing kind of up in the air. And right now it's being left to uh, buyers and sellers still negotiating that out. They are able to. Okay. But um, some may be uncomfortable doing that. And so uh, they are they are able to renegotiate that. Um, I You know, it could get tricky because some are going to want to move and some are going to maybe want to stay or vice versa. Right. But we are able, able to negotiate that out. So far, as of today, I know of nothing mandated that's saying, you know, sellers need to stay in their homes and, and buyers, you know, are not able right. to move in. I, I know nothing like that. Again, it could change. Mm-hmm. Right. But, yeah. yeah. That's a good question, though, because it obviously uh, is one of those things of concern. What do we do with these issues with possession? So, oh, so many big changes, so much, so fast. But I did want to get that information out there about the recession, about the whole idea of how that word sparks so much fear based on what we experienced before in 2008 and how pretty much all of the foundational things are not the same this time around, and we don't necessarily Mm -hmm. expect the same outcome at all. So, Sue, thanks for touching base with us. If our listeners have any questions 
and they want to get in touch with you, how's the best way for them to do that? Sure. My cell phone is 616-723-2400. All right. Stay encouraged, folks. Stay encouraged. Excellent. <laughs> Sue Prins from Sue Prins Group, five-star real estate leaders. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much. 